Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to another episode of Untold Physio Stories. I'm Jason Shane from Shane Physiotherapy with Dr. E from the manualtherapist.com, edgemobilitysystem.com, and modernmanualtherapy.com. How are you doing today, Arison? I'm doing well. How about you, Jason? Doing really well. Have the day off with the family today. I suspect we're probably going to go outside, go to the playground. It's a uh, as you know, those are parent lifesavers to uh, burn off some energy with kids. Uh, I think you have one or two of those. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have an, quite an army, actually. I just posted a picture on Facebook, and one of my friends commented, "Look at Urson. He's all like, I'm awesome. I made all these kids.'" <laughs> You know what? I have a super quick side story. My wife was uh, uh, visiting a friend in the hospital one time, and there was a gentleman there who uh, started talking to my wife. He's probably in his, I guess, maybe mid-30s, and he was there for the birth of his child. And he, my wife was like, oh, you know, how many kids do you have? And he says six. And he, and he, and he finishes with saying, all with the same woman. <laughs> Nice. I thought to myself, well, I, I guess that's a I guess that's an accomplishment then. These days, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Uh, All right. Okay, a little bit of a side story. You, you yeah, go. that's not our story for today. No, 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 it's not. I, I just has an interesting I, clinical story. I had to share that. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> so, what's uh, what's your story today? So, my story takes me back to my uh, physio school, which, as you know, was not that long ago, going on in my uh, fourth year of practice here. And it was during one of my placements. And this was a learning experience for me. And what I call, I don't know if I would call it a failure, but definitely a learning experience that I still remember to this day. A patient came in. And I believe he had some form of rheumatological issue. And I think he was looking for some form of general strengthening. And I was with my preceptor and he comes in, he says the name of his condition. We took the full subjective and I think we said to him, you know what, can you give us a sec? You know, we're just going to go back. And I think my preceptor would normally, you know, we'd go out for about a couple minutes and we'd chat uh, before going back to the patient. It was a very quick conversation. And he said, well, you know, let's quickly look this up online. And I'm sure I'm not the only clinician who's had to sometimes go look up a condition that a patient uh, has had. And I remember looking up a website, find the condition. They gave some quick recommendations and being quite excited that I'd found this, we went back to the patient and I said, hey, you know, we found this, we found these great options. And, you know, we saw the patient and gave him some exercises. And afterwards, uh, my supervisor had not made too big a deal of it. And then I remember when I got my evaluation, the only critique that I got during my evaluation the whole placement was, you've got to look at the literature sources. And I know what he meant by that is that it's so easy just to go online, find some page, some reference with information regarding a condition, but... You mean like what, a blog? 
exactly like a blog <laughs> exactly it was like a blog and this this was i i think this i don't even remember the rheumatological condition i remember it wasn't anything too severe but i think what i learned out of it was due diligence is that we you know patients i think all the time will come into us after looking up their condition and as clinicians ourselves you know we're sometimes tempted we find this great blog but have we done a thorough literature search and i'm not talking extremely extensive but i think what i've come out of that is i really have to start looking at the sources or one has to look at the sources and i don't know about yourself but i'm sure by no means do you ever base your treatment on one article and i still remember this to that day and now if i have a patient comes in I'm not i'm not familiar with it or some variation I'm probably looking at at least three to four articles and I have many sources that I trust. And I don't know if you've had the same experience as well. I've had similar experiences. And I think that as I, I've been accused by ex-girlfriends um, saying I have an answer for everything. And I always wanted to have an answer for a patient. I always wanted to appear confident. So sometimes, you know, even as a student, I didn't know the answer and I, I just made something up. But yeah, to the best of my to the best of my ability, you know, it sounded it sounded like I knew what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. So, but but now I think patients appreciate transparency and honesty. And I, if uh, if I ever come across something where I don't know, where I have to research, I said, look, you know, I, our best bet is after my my evaluation, I have to just look at several sources here and uh, look at um, kind of what they conclude and I'll come up with a program for you. But truthfully, you know, this is not a condition that I deal with regularly. And, you know, I think, I think your story there is kind of, and I didn't finish with that is that that is what I do now is I'm, I'm, I'm very upfront. Same thing with patients now is like, you know what? I've never heard of this condition before, but same thing. I will look it up and I'm more than happy to speak to your specialist or, or treating clinician, you know, about what's going on, you know, to, to get recommendations or precautions. And I, I agree is that patients absolutely um, respect that because they may have a condition that they fully realize is rare and they don't expect us to know every single condition that's out there. Right. I mean, sometimes people come in with literature and it's obvious like, hey, here's some literature on treating cervicogenic headaches. And, you know, again, 15 years ago, I just would have said, I don't need that because I was a cocky bastard. Now, <laughs> now I just accept it. I'm like, well, you, you know what? Thanks for that. I will give this a, a look over. But I don't I usually say I don't want to be biased. So <laughs> well how about said. you let me. Yeah. What that usually means is I think I know it all. So uh, I like that. So you just changed it now. Now, now you've just changed it. Now you just come up with a better way of of saying I know it all. That's great. Yeah, I don't want to be biased. I still take a look over because sometimes, you know, as much as I think I don't want to look at this, sometimes I learn something. So, uh, well, you will, we'll have to save your story for another day of uh, your patient who always wanted you to look at their imaging. Not today, but it's oh, it's that's it's, a great story. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Okay, so thanks thanks again uh, for listening to this untold physio story. I'm Urson Religioso. With Jason Shane from Shane Physiotherapy. Give us a like on iTunes, share it. Uh, we appreciate your five-star ratings, and uh, we look forward to talking with you again soon. Have a great day.